you want more calm and I have the recipe for you to have less overwhelm in your life. Each week, I'll bring you stories, tips, and sometimes interviews on how to get more calm in your life. There will be quick and easy recipes too. So join me each week, Teresa Dioulis, an advanced certified life coach and certified culinary nutrition expert to find your recipe for calm. One of my cousins was staying with us last year and I was outside the room she was sleeping in and telling her that there are animals in the yard sometimes, including deer and armadillo and sometimes the occasional coyote. And it was dark out. And so I was pointing out because she was going to be walking around to where her car was. And as I was talking to her about the deer, she said, you mean like the deer that are looking at us right now? And I had to laugh because I hadn't noticed it was dark out. And I looked from her to the yard and there were probably five deer staring at us. And so I had a laugh because she had noticed them and I was too busy talking and telling her about the possibility of the deer. And she was very aware of the fact that there were deer there. And I'm sharing this story with you today because I want to talk to you about the subject of situational awareness and how it can be something when we are aware we can create more calm in our lives to be aware of this concept. Situational awareness is a strategy used in many industries, whether it's business or health or even the military, as well as education. I mean, really any industry uses this strategy. And what situational awareness is, is simply knowing what's going on around you. It's widely held based on the research that I have found to have three components. The first one is perception. The second one is representation. And the third one is projection. Using the story that I shared, the perception stage is scanning and getting information. So the story I shared we were looking in the yard and saw that there were probably about five deer. And so that was important information to, to gather. And then the second stage is that representation. And it would be important to note whether or not the deer being there, whether we had any previous issues with the deer, for example, if they had attacked us in the past or, um, if we have ever had any issues with altercations with the deer. In this case, we have not. They usually run as soon as we make any noise or movements. So that wasn't an issue. And then the third was a project is the projection. And that's thinking ahead. Like, you know, what do we do with this information? And trying to anticipate anything you want to do with the information that you've gathered. And so in this case, just knowing that they're there, knowing that if you want to make them go away, you can make noise, they scatter in the case of a deer. Or if you want to try to walk slowly, if you want to try to get closer to them or maybe get an apple to try to feed them an apple if you want to get a little bit closer. Although in the dark, I will say, feeding the deer doesn't work very well. So that's what situational awareness is in a nutshell. And the reason I wanted to bring it up today is because I think it's a great thing to be aware of 
something to help create more calm in our lives to be able to understand, gather information, and know what to do with that information. I saw a movie over the holidays called Last Christmas, and in it, a consistent theme, the main character, Tom, kept saying to his other main character, Kate, was look up. And it just really struck me because he was trying to point out to her to look up notice things. And it made me think of this in the situational awareness of how much in our daily lives we are letting things pass us by. We aren't noticing things. And I think having a situational awareness where we are able to see the things that are just, you know, we're missing, we're missing out on because of allowing overwhelm to take over. And I think that's where the benefits of having situational awareness and using and implementing a strategy can be so helpful. The three benefits that I see are, one, that we're more present. We aren't moving ahead to the next thing when we can implement situational awareness. And two, we are more aware. We notice the details. For example, maybe as you're walking from your house to your car or from your place of work or from a doctor's appointment to your car or just walking outside for a walk, you might feel the warmth of the sun if you have the benefit of the sun or you feel the breeze on your face. Just noticing those details, noticing fluttering about whatever the things you notice, the, the, the one lone bloom on a bush of a flower, the little buds starting, in the spring. And third, that we're more engaged. We're actually listening to whomever's talking. We're actually talking in response to whoever's talking. We're actually hearing the sounds of our feet on the pavement, on the trail, on the floor, in our home. All of those things are benefits from engaging in situational awareness. And the reasons we might not be able to practice are because of being tired, of being distracted, of having stressful situations, whether we're ill, whether we have a lot of work, whether we're pulled in different directions between school, work, taking care of family, miscommunication with loved ones, with coworkers, with school situations, just forgetting things. All of these things can help create situations where we are not aware. But if we can keep in mind the strategies of situational awareness, of that perception, the representation and projection, where we are wanting to understand and gather information and knowing what to do with that, we can reap the benefits of being more present, more aware, and more engaged. And I would just encourage you to remember to look up. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, I wish you great health and calm. Take care. I just went for a walk after recording this episode and a leaf fell on my face, prompting me to look up and the wind continued to blow leaves onto me and 
The sky was a beautiful blue with wisps of clouds, and I was so glad that I looked up. This week's recipe is actually a slow cooker recipe. I can also tell you how to convert it to an Instant Pot, and it is pulled pork. All you will need is four pound roast, pork roast in any, any inexpensive cut, one onion sliced, and then two teaspoons of dried oregano and a half a teaspoon of black pepper. You're gonna place your pork roast in the slow cooker, spread the onions and spices on top, and then cook on high for six hours or on low for eight to 10 until your meat falls apart and then use it however you'd like, whether it's in a bowl, like with rice and your favorite toppings like avocados and salsas and black beans, uh, or same, all those toppings with uh, tortillas, your favorite type of tortillas. If you want to use this or cook it in an Instant Pot, you would just need to do the same thing, but put it in your uh, Instant Pot insert along with a cup of water or broth, and then cook it on manual high pressure for 30 minutes, and then it should be fall apart tender as well. So just a fix and forget recipe. I also think that's quick and easy. So please let me know if you try this recipe, what you think of it. I'd love to hear, tag me or DM me um, on Instagram at Teresa Dialis or email me at teresadialos at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week, I wish you great health and calm. If you have found this podcast helpful in any way, I would really appreciate it if you would share it with your friends and family and rate it on whatever podcast platform you listen to so that more people can find it. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, I wish you great health and calm. Take care.